Everybody and welcome back to Education Nation. Education Nation. Perfect. And my name is Lauren Morris. My name is Erin. My name's Sanaya. And my name's Janae. And this is the kickoff to our first episode of Education Nation, talking about COVID-19 and how it has impacted schools nationwide and locally. And today we have a special guest, which is my teacher, and his name is Mr. O. He was my eighth grade teacher. He is an ELA teacher, and he is phenomenal. But before we get into that, we're going to start off with a daily news segment by Sanaya and Janae. And so we have Sanaya with the local, I believe, and so she can start that off. Education has been impacted greatly by this global pandemic. So here's some local news on education during the coronavirus. Ernest Winston, a a CMS superintendent, said an increasing number of students are receiving Ds and Fs. He said like many school districts across the country, CMS is seeing an increasing number of students struggling academically. Pre-K students are least at risk for contracting COVID-19 and greatest risk for loss of education time which is why pre-K is remaining in person, said Dr. Matthew Hayes. Deputy superintendent said, none of us wants to put our kids back behind a computer screen instead of in the classroom with the live teacher. Board chair Elise Deshu said, but the health and safety of our students and staff comes first and the COVID-19 metrics indicate that the number of infections is going up and will continue to do so for a while. So we will return to remote learning for K through 12 students. Ever since school shut down, students had to adjust to a new lifestyle of learning, which what was stressful for students, teachers, and even parents. Since COVID-19, educators across the country say their top priority right now isn't math or reading, it's helping students manage pandemic-driven stress. This pandemic has been stressful for millions of children. Some have lost a loved one to COVID and many families have lost jobs, their homes, and even reliable access to food. If that stress isn't buffered by caring adults, it can have long, lifelong consequences. Awesome. So now we will be moving on to our segment with our teacher, Mr. O, and I'm going to introduce him just a little bit more. He um, has been a great teacher at Northwest for um, quite some time. He can get into that a little bit more, but he um, once again teaches eighth grade at Northwest School of the Arts, and I'm going to pass it over to him. All right, thank you, Lauren. Um, Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. So um, yeah, I've been teaching at Northwest. Uh, This was um, my 10th year. So finishing on my 10th year at Northwest, uh, teaching English always eighth grade. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's quite some time. So he is what we call a Northwest veteran. <laughs> um, so we will throw it over to Aaron, who will have our first question. Okay, my first question for you, Mr. O, is what is your opinion on going back to school? Okay, so on going back to school. Like from going from remote learning mm -hmm. to like in person. Yeah, um, you know, I'm in favor, it, it's it's weird to answer this. It's probably a little different answering this now than maybe we've, you know, March, you know, when we first went back. Um, I'm in favor uh, of going back. You know, like you, I think the best education happens when you've got, you know, face-to-face -face and you can talk about things and, um, you know, it's, it's much better than, than through Zoom. The only thing is like uh, the, there's, you know, this ever present kind of uh, looming threat of COVID and you didn't want people to be at risk or uh, possibly have an outbreak or, you know, endanger the people around them. And so this year has been a, a just, um, just kind of a weird toss up between what's I think best for everyone. And then the, the you know, you don't want people to get sick and uh, obviously um, when we went back, uh, you know, vaccines weren't available for anybody yet. So like, uh, teachers had to wait, I think it was a few weeks. And then, um, only now, you know, students, um, are able to have access to vaccines. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a challenging year, and kind, of, kind of a scary year at, at times. Absolutely. I agree. Um, my question is, as an eighth grade teacher, how do you think your eighth graders are or have adapted to the new circumstances that we've gotten into going into high school and how have you maybe altered your plans to prepare them for that? What I, um, I think everyone has done a really good job of adapting. Um, that's probably the big, the big word this year for teachers too, you know, moving everything to, um, you know, moving everything online. Uh, like we've all kind of shifted everything, including our expectations. What I worry about though is, um, I, I think myself included, we got kind of comfortable, you know, being at home with Zoom and, um, you know, I, I kind of worry about like being kids going back to school and being ready for high school in the sense of like, you know, you have to be there and you have to be alert and you have to be present and, Deadlines are really serious, you know, um, that GPA gets counted really seriously, you know, as soon as you hit ninth grade. And so I just hope that everybody's ready for the uh, kind of like the, the rigor and the real life of high school. I think that's going to take some getting used to. Absolutely. Back over to Aaron for the next question. Okay, so this is like a two way question. But what is the hardest thing about being in school and the easiest thing about being in school? Let me see. Um, well, as a teacher, the hardest thing about being in school this year has been the um, uh, hybrid teaching, which is, you know, where we're teaching online and in person at the same time. Um, I don't think it's good for anybody. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like a juggling act for the teachers. I don't think it's ideal for the kids at home who are on remote because you know, um, you can't give all your attention to them. And the same thing with people 
in person. So it's kind of like a, um, I don't know. <laughs> I think they've asked a whole lot of everybody and it's not ideal really for anyone. Um, the, did you say the easiest thing or the best thing about being back? Easiest or best is okay. Okay. Uh, I'll say the best thing is about actually seeing people. Like I, what is today, you know, basically the end of the year and I'm still meeting, <laughs> meeting students, which is nice, you know, cause that's the, the best part of teaching. Um, also you get, uh, planning, you know, you get like a dedicated time to, uh, like actually sit down and, and get stuff done, which is nice. Agreed. Agreed. Um, this is more of a personal question. Mm -hmm. How have you adapted you personally, not as a teacher, <laughs> but how have you personally adapted with COVID-19 and how has that changed your aspect on, um, just life in general? That is a really good question. And I think, I guess I'll just, I'll just, I'll just answer it. Um, I think it's a little bit different for everyone, but how have I adapted? I think I have become a little more understanding or open to understanding and try to be a little kinder when it comes to um, the fact that you don't know what other people are going through. So, um, last year and this year, you know, I've found things out like, you know, as a teacher, you say like, oh, you know, get this in on time. Um, or like, why aren't you showing up? Why is your camera not on? Why is, you know, like all this kind of stuff that, you know, traditional school right, kind right. Of calls for. Um, but you know what? I found out that there are families who um, they were dealing with like food insecurity or they're dealing with uh, families who had like serious illness or, you know, uh, even, even losing family members. And I, I think it's one of those things where you just become more understanding and you realize that um, school is not always about grades. You know, it's not necessarily even about um, like the, the learning aspect. It's, uh, you know, um, you just have to be understanding that people are, people are going through things and you, you don't really know what it is. And so it's better to err on the side of uh, kindness. Um, one of the things I like about Northwest is uh, I think that's something that we do pretty well. Um, but I've taken that out to out of school and, and just dealing with people also, just, you know, realizing that a lot of people are struggling and, um, you know, to keep that in mind that you don't know what people are going through. Agreed. And I feel like that's something that we've all had in our hearts, but sometimes we don't take it into effect until we see it firsthand. And so being online um, and being at home, you kind of get a first glance into the everyday lives of some of the kids that you only see for what, six or seven hours a day. So yeah, it, yeah. that's a good point. It's weird because, uh, you know, some, some of my students, like I said, like I met, I met students today for the first time. However, I feel like I, we kind of know each other better just because we do have a little glimpse of home life and like, you know, little siblings running around. My daughter has appeared on Zoom a <laughs> lot. Yes, uh, I'm sure she has. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not behind me right now. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like we kind of got to know each other in a more like a closer way, but, you know, just not the traditional, you know, we're all sitting in a classroom together way. So, yeah, it's been an odd year. Um, For sure. Yep, and back over to Erin. So I'm in high school, but this question is like, it's kind, it's pretty relevant, but mm -hmm. 
how have the parents affected you throughout the year like with the kids the parent the parents that are of the, the parents of the kids that are failing uh parents of the kids who are failing um i feel like this kind of goes back to the the question before where you know it's like what, what how have you adapted what have you you know learned um I feel like the parents of kids who are failing, I want to believe that they're doing their best, you know, for their kids. And at this time is hard. I, I think what it kind of boils down to is, especially in eighth grade, you've got students who are like 13 years, 14 years old. Um, some people are really um, kind of self-motivated and independent, which is great because, you know, those are skills that are going to be really helpful in high school and, and later on in college or the workforce or whatever and you have kids who need a little more supervision and you need you kind of like that someone looking at their grades and kind of prodding them and things like that uh and i feel like some kids who are not doing so well grade wise um for whatever reason maybe don't have that support of someone saying you know why don't you turn this in look at this grade um that they would maybe get in a year where everything is normal and you know they're in a classroom having a teacher do that or maybe um you know i imagine a lot of kids are home alone because their parents are working and don't have that that kind of support all the time and so um i don't know i think that's that's one of the things where uh i think a normal kind of classroom where everybody is together and you've got um you know teachers and parents and students on, on a regular familiar schedule, I think, um, would, you know, really helps. And so I do worry about the kids who, um, I, I think we're all kind of success stories this year if we're, if we're here and, and we're doing okay. But like, you know, I do worry about going into high school. Some of those like uh, study habits and things have, have kind of fallen through the cracks. And my last question is more of a fun question. Um, are there any skills or hobbies that you've picked up over COVID-19 that you didn't ever think that you would pick up? That is a good question. Let me see. Let me think. Um, Besides reading, of course. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of reading. Um, what have I done? Little stuff, but I, I started <laughs> making like little collages um, out of like old textbooks and all magazines and um yeah I did that for a little while it's like I'll, I'll pick up a hobby for like a week and then kind of forget about it right right um I think anything else that I've done uh this is this is kind of maybe a little weird I made um pen pals nice. <laughs> like I just see someone online and like yeah. their or, or like whatever in their um so I've actually got a couple of those going where you just like send a postcard and then I've gotten stuff back, which is nice. It's always nice to get mail. Right. Uh, and I kind of like the slow aspect of it because you know you can send someone a message on Instagram or uh, text or whatever. Um, but I think when you get something like I, I just kind of physical and intentional in the mail, it's a nice feeling. It's definitely more heartfelt. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so have you picked up, anybody else picked up? I don't know hobbies anybody like knitting or <laughs> yeah me and, me and my mom have picked up the gardening habit That's so we nice. just have like a whole bunch of plants outside 
that is one I have not picked up (laughs) I I admire it though I yeah I was gonna say I wish I had that hobby or the time to do that kind of stuff (laughs) what about you and uh Janae and Sanaya anything that you guys picked up over COVID not really actually no yeah well thank you Mr. O so much for coming to talk to us today yeah, of course. Um, that concludes our very first podcast. And before we go, we do have a good news segment. Our good news segments are just little tidbits of news that we find. Um, so we always end on a positive note. And this one I will be reading and it reads, once a janitor at the school, now she's their beloved teacher after continuing her um, studies to earn a degree. So I'm going to read this real quick just to leave you some good news. What's the difference between having the dream and living the dream? Hard work and perseverance. Wanda Smith always wanted to be a school teacher, but sometimes meeting life's demanding realities can make a dream defer. A mother of three, Smith also cared for her mom. Squarely shouldering her family's responsibilities, she took jobs as a bus monitor and custodian for Birmingham Independent School District in Texas. The hours were grueling, but rather than let her dream die, at age 37, with the support and encouragement of her husband, she added night classes to her schedule. Nine years on, she finally graduated with a bachelor's degree from Sam Houston, Houston excuse me, State University, and she was certified as a teacher la- at last. So that's just a tidbit of good news. Um, so dreams really do come true. <laughs> and That's with awesome. that being said, thank you. And with that being said, thank you for listening to Education Nation with Lauren Morris. Aaron Smead. Sanaya Sheffield. And Janae Sheffield. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye, Mr. L. All right, Have bye. a good day. Thank you so much. <laughs>